Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast. I'm your host, Bree, and this is your weekly no-fluff self-development podcast for teachers. The High Vibe Teaching Podcast is the self-development you need to instantly improve your life and get through the crap holding you back. Becoming High Vibe has changed my life, and I know it can change yours too. Hello, you guys. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm so happy you're joining me today because this week's episode, we are talking about why teaching is so difficult. What I find teaching to be so difficult, why I think teaching is so difficult, and what a lot of people don't understand about teaching. Um, Unless you're a teacher or maybe even a parent, I don't think you really understand what teaching actually entails. Anyways, if you have not already, you can follow me on Instagram and on YouTube at High Vibe Teaching. And currently I am looking for a new job. So I am applying to new districts and I am recording and filming, posting my whole journey over there. So if you guys are interested, that is available on Instagram and YouTube. And throughout my whole journey, I'm really focusing on keeping a high vibe throughout the whole process. I'm really focusing on keeping my energy very high. So I have it to give to the interviewing process and, you know, teaching at the same time. So it's truly a balancing act. So getting into it, we're going to talk about why teaching is so difficult. Now, I do want to start by if you have not seen my episode about the emotional frequency scale, I highly recommend because I am going to be referring to it a lot in this episode. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about. It's a really good idea to listen to that first. It'll be linked down below. There's also a freebie for the emotional frequency scale, and it puts a nice visual to what I am talking about. Before I got into teaching, I had no idea how difficult it was going to be. It's really hard to show what teaching is actually like through a camera, because when I was going through my credentialing program and when I was going through my teaching, um, subbing and, you know, planning to be a teacher, I was watching a lot of teacher YouTube channels and they look so peachy and, you know, rainbows and butterflies. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I can do that. Of course, like, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And then entered my first year of teaching and it was a dreadful, dreadful year (laughs) in so many ways. So going into that, I'm going to talk about my first year teaching and how my energy levels and my just joy for teaching really plummeted and changed. So leading up to teaching, I watched a lot of YouTube and, you know, I was really just visualizing my life in the classroom and I didn't, I had a totally false limiting belief on what the classroom is actually going to be like. I thought the kids were going to listen to me. I thought the kids knew a lot more than they did. I assumed a lot. I assumed a lot. I thought, you know, I was going to get along with my coworkers and my team is just going to mix really well and we're just all going to be happy. And I really thought everyone who works in a school is cheerful and loves being there. Yeah, that's not true. Um, I remember the first day I was at the school decorating my classroom, I got a knock on my classroom door and I opened it and I'm like, oh, um, 
That was weird. So then I went next door to the co to the teacher who taught next to me, and I said, "Hey, like, did you knock on my door?" And she's like, "Oh, that was my daughter because I locked her out." And I was like, "Okay, like, it was just so not what I expected because." I really expect a school to be a family. You know, I'm a new teacher. I would love, I would have loved for that teacher to say, hey, this is my name. Let me know if you need anything. You're new. Like, let me know if you need any help. I'm here to help you. Yeah, I didn't get that. And that was like the first bitter taste I had um, my first year of teaching. And I'm like, okay, I was kind of like, I don't know. Was it me? Was it me? Was it my fault? I don't know. So moving forward from that, it was back to school night and it was the day before the first day of school. So for back to school night, I I remember the first block of the kids coming in. It was two different times for the day and it was the first block of the time and I had my door locked and it was closed. And all of a sudden I just hear all the teacher or all the parents walking up the ramp and I hear them and I literally something changed in me, not for the better. I opened the door and I started talking to these parents and I literally had the most or the worst case of imposter syndrome, I would call it. Um, an imposter syndrome syndrome is like you not thinking you're good enough to be in the situation you're in. Like, how did I even get here? I have no idea what I'm doing. And at the time I was intern teaching and I was actually not even done with my teaching credential because the freaking state of California and all these states need teachers so bad. But, you know, it takes so much to go through all the hoops and jumps to become a teacher, especially in the state of California. So I was still working on that. I was going to school full time and it actually blows my mind and kind of pisses me off that there is no cushion for me. I had to work my ass off 19 units. I had all these huge expectations on me from my district and that was my introduction to teaching. I had a lot of crap that I had to deal with and teach and being a young 24 year old, I mean, damn, what the hell? I didn't, they didn't even like give any cushion or leeway to anything. I still had the same amount of assignments. I still had to pass the same amount of assessments, which came out of my pocket. It's, it's a really bizarre setup how they have the teaching credentialing in California. I'm not sure about other places, but yeah, I'm just going to link my teaching video down below of my teaching journey because wow, I am surprised. I'm not surprised. It's crazy. I made it out. It's just a lot. Right when I was telling these parents like what the plans are for the school year, this is what I plan to do. I was starting, the parents started to ask me questions and question me. And I'm like, uh, like I have no idea what I'm even doing or saying. Like, I don't even know what the heck I'm teaching next week. I don't know anything. I'm still a student. I've never done this. I'm still learning to be a teacher technically, even though do you really learn how to be a teacher through the credentialing program? Do you really through books? No, you don't. But anywho, or actually right when the parents started coming into the room, I literally had this feeling of like, I want to call it depression. And and it kind of in the same sense, it wasn't it exactly, but this is just how I felt. I felt totally motivated, excited for the school year. That moment I saw the kids, it changed. I felt so low, so depressed. And the thought that went through my head is, 
I'm in charge of 30 individuals. I'm in charge of their education. I'm in charge if they learn everything they're supposed to learn in third grade. I'm in charge of this. Like these parents are relying on me to teach their children. And then I think reverse. I think, you know, if I was a parent, I would want my student, my child to get the absolute best. And I thought, am I able to do this? Am I able to? I feel like I can't. I feel really guilty. And after back to school night, I just didn't really want to talk to anyone. I was very quiet. And then the next day was my first day of school. And it was a really bad first day of school. Um, Like my kids were fantastic. I just didn't know what I was doing. My principal walked in and he watched me. And then while I was teaching, you know, to the kids, I was just showing them the stuff in the prize box. And I was like, you know, this is the prize box. And, you know, if you guys do your work, this is the cool stuff in the prize box. My principal was watching me at this point. Um, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. And I actually had my shoes off because I was wearing cute shoes. And I'm like, I cannot like teach in these cute shoes anymore. I didn't know I was a new teacher. So I took my shoes off and I was like teaching with my shoes off. And then my principal came in and he was watching me. And then I was so drained at the end of the school day. Cause I felt like it was fine. Like I was just like, wow, that was a lot. And then my principal asked me to go into the, his office and he literally was just, you know, again, I just want to really emphasize here that, yeah, his intentions might have been well, okay? But that's not how I took it. I did not take it very well. Like, this was not a good setup for me. What I needed in that moment was not what happened to me. I didn't need this at all. Like, this isn't this, this didn't help at all. It actually made it worse. So he took me into the office, his office, and he was just like, yeah, um, you're talking too much. Like, you shouldn't be showing the kids what's in the prize box. Like what's the objective in that? He told me that I should have an objective with everything I do in the classroom. Everything I do in the classroom needs to have an objective as in I can. And if you're not a teacher listening to this, it's like a thing to have I can statements for success criteria and all of these things. But it was the first day of school. It was my first day of school. I had no idea what I was doing. And um, yeah, he just told me I need to have objectives for everything I do in the classroom, including showing the prize box. He's like, what was the point of that? Like, what was the objective? You need to have an objective tied to a standard or something. I think that's what he said. But he definitely said I need to have objectives with everything I do. And I had no idea what the hell that even meant um, because I'm still in school. I was so sad. I cried. I actually, I'll link my first year or my first day teaching down below. That was my first day of teaching. And, um, gosh, it was so, so shitty. Um, it was shitty because I felt like I wasn't like happy with my performance on my first day of school. Cause I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And then also, um, it was shitty because I felt like I just got beaten down. Like I didn't even get any like affirmations at all for what I was doing at least what I felt. And I will say, you know, if by some chance this person's listening, if you meant well, I understand, but I did not take it well. Like that was not what I needed in that moment. It actually hindered me more than what you maybe may were trying to do with helping me actually hurt me a lot more. And from that moment on, my bucket was 
flat, empty. I had nothing in my bucket after that point. I remember I came home and I was living at my parents at this time. I came home and my parents were like, how was it? My mom was, and I was like, it was good. And I went to bed. I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to say anything. I woke up the next day and I didn't want to go because me personally, I work a lot better off positive affirmation. Like if you tell me something I'm doing good at, I'm going to respond to that. But the crazy thing is I was told to do this by the same people who weren't doing it for me. Blows my mind. Like we always say, you want to say four positives to one negative. I didn't get that. It was just a like question session. It was not what I needed. And after that moment, I was just really low. I was really low vibe. I didn't really want to go to work and I was so stressed out. And what I realized, and this is what a lot of people don't realize, and this is the main point. My main point of why teaching is so difficult is you are one body. The teacher is one body, one body creating energy. Okay, let's first talk about how we gain energy. We gain energy from the food that we eat. We gain energy through our daily habits as well. So that means we gain energy through how we take care of ourselves. And you can think of it as bucket fillers. So what do you do to fill your bucket? And it looks very different for a lot of people, but I have found the main things are that are free pretty much silence slash meditating, affirmations, visualizations, exercising, reading, scripting, journaling, things like that, that I talk about all the time on this podcast. So what I was finding is I only had this percentage of energy in me. I go to work and I teach a couple lessons and my battery is drained. I have students who need so much so much. I have so much expectation on me to, um, you know, drive assessment, create objectives, post everything on the board. And maybe my experience was really different because I was still in school. But the reality is right now, March, 2021, there is a teacher shortage. So I still don't understand why we make it so hard for new teachers. I'm just a very motivated person. Like I don't give up on anything. And if I was someone who just didn't want to deal with it, I would have quit. I know people who quit and it's for this reason, all this pressure. And so with teaching, I had to learn how to preserve my energy and how to regain my energy. And it was so hard because I was going to college for 19 units, going into physical class three nights a week, having meetings, lesson planning, getting observed by my mentors, having to turn in lesson plans. You guys, I think back on it and I'm like, that was literally hell. It was terrible. And if I didn't have the support system I had, I I wouldn't have been able to do it. So everyone in my support system, thank you for being there for me because that was absolutely terrible. Um, and I will say if you're new and you're listening to this, it does get a lot better. It gets a lot better as years go on, especially as you find your place and you find your powers, um, and you regain your energy. So 
the hardest thing about teaching is you are one person with one energy source. You have 30 kids who need a lot, especially when they're young. Actually, it probably doesn't even matter the age. You know, I have 30 kids that need a lot from me. I have 30 kids that they just need a lot of my energy. And there was no way of me regaining my energy because one, I didn't know how. Two, I didn't have time. Like I literally didn't. I was working seven days a week because I had to turn in lesson plans that I never used, but I had to do it for not me. Obviously I had to do it because I guess the state wanted it. I don't know what the reasoning was behind that or the admins wanted it. I don't know, but I had to do that and totally drained me. But what I realized was teaching is so hard because of the energy supply. And we only have so much energy supply for these kids. And these kids need a lot. Like, are you kidding me? Every child needs to be loved. And what if you have no energy to love? So you resort in stress and resentment and getting mad over nothing. And that's where I was finding myself. I was finding that I was not enjoying my kids, which is really sad because my first year teaching those group of kids, I love all of you so much. I miss you. You guys were such a great group. Um, but towards the end of the year, I did become more lightened up after I wasn't asked back to this district. Um, there was no pressure anymore, you know? So I really lightened up after that, but, and I really got to enjoy them then, but I learned that energy is key. And that is what is so hard about teaching. And I don't think a lot of people understand that unless you're teaching. And I like to compare it to, I compare it to parenthood because if you put in your all in parenthood, it's it's really draining. It's exhausting, but it's because you're emptying all your love, passion, all your good energy, you're emptying it onto your kids. And it's really a balanced balancing act between how much energy, energy to give, how much not to give. And what I'm realizing through my first three years of teaching and seeing newer teachers, I gave way too much crap about things that didn't matter early on in my teaching career. In my first couple years of teaching, I gave way too much care for dumb little things. Like who freaking cares about little, little stuff? Like having or feeling the need to grade everything? Hell no. Are you kidding me? Uh Uh-uh. I don't need to grade everything. There can be practices and practice. That's fine. But I don't need to sit down and grade everything. Same with giving... um detailed feedback, like writing down detailed feedback. I don't really think the kids are going to sit down and read that. So I, you know, you just learn as you become a teacher, what energy, how to preserve your energy through the school day. So actually thinking about this, I'm going to make a little note to myself and I want to make a podcast episode about that. I found little tips and tricks to help me you know, reserve my energy for the times that matter. Because honestly, the times that matter that my energy needs to be on point is during lessons. That is when my energy needs to be on point. And I've learned that not every freaking day, all day needs to be an intense lesson. Okay. I've learned that. And that's what I'm going to talk about in that episode. Um, sorry if I sound a little like harsh with my energy, but it really, it angers me. It angers me so much that these new teachers coming into the profession are literally being poisoned with bullcrap that they feel like they have to meet. No, 
Those are limiting expectations. Nobody does that. I, I remember being with the new, with the veteran teachers and they're like, yeah, we don't do lesson plans like that. Why would you? Who the, who the heck has time to write freaking like college length lesson plans and turn them in? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm learning since I'm becoming, you know, I'm going to be in my fourth year teaching and I'm going to start a family soon. Like, yeah. My energy is going to go for my job. Yes. And those kids, but it's not going to go through the extra bull crap and it's going to go for my family too. And it's really a balancing act between giving your energy here, here, and here, and really working on reviving yourself with that energy. And I learned that you cannot give from an empty bucket. And when you are empty, you need to find ways to fulfill your bucket again. And again, I believe in doing mindset work, like the work we do here on the High Vibe Podcast. I believe in doing things like this really help your energy and become a high vibe educator, a high vibe teacher. Um, I just like to picture myself as the teacher that's chill, collective, doesn't let little things bother me. I remember I would get so annoyed over a phone call in the middle of my lesson. Like, okay, come on. I know it's annoying, but why give any energy to that? Or people interrupting, you know, yeah, that that is annoying, but I'm not going to get pissed. Like, I'm not going to pretend it's not annoying and I'm not going to give energy to that. (laughs) Or even like a kid, you know, messing around or something. It's like, I'm not, it is annoying. I'm not going to say it's not annoying, a kid not focusing, but I'm not going to get pissed. I'm just going to redirect, recoup, you know, keep it calm. And going into this fourth year teaching, and we're still distance teaching right now. It's March, 2021. Going into the classroom, I'm really going to focus on keeping a really smooth energy throughout the whole day. Kind of like how I'm talking now. I like my energy right now. It's really calm. It's not like super dramatic, but it's not really low and like sad. It's just a good neutral level. So I want to try to keep this into my fourth year teaching in the classroom. So you guys, I hope you like this episode. (laughs) I kind of went on a little bit of rants, but I think they're all credible. I went through it. I know friends going through it. I know people who have quit through it. And then what happens? Oh, there's no teachers to hire. They quit. But I will say, best thing about teaching are the kids. Best freaking thing about teaching are the kids. That is what I wake up for. That is what I preserve my energy for. And I believe that's why a majority of the teachers are teachers for the kids. I love all of my kids and I'm so grateful and blessed I get them in my presence. Like I am their teacher. Yes, love it. Yeah, you guys, so I hope you like this video or this uh, podcast episode. This was something I've never really done. I kind of just picked a topic, wrote down a couple like key points I wanted to make and then I just kind of went with it, flowed with it. And I do want to say at the end of this podcast, for the record, for the record, everyone, my first district that, you know, put me through the ringer, really hurt my self-confidence and just obviously I wasn't a good fit for my first district who shall not be named. Thank you for teaching me a lot of lessons. I'm not going to walk away and like hate this district forever, but you guys did teach me a lot of lessons and I'm grateful for you guys. And no, I don't want this to be like a shaming podcast episode. It's not. It's just this is what happened to me and this is how I felt about it. 
that's my truth. Like that's my version of what happened. So of course there's two sides to each story. And the only reason I'm really saying this too is because they viewed, I was told that this district viewed my YouTube channel as being negative and I don't want it to sound like I'm negative. I'm just being real. I'm just being transparent. I don't think that's negative. <laughs> negative is like literally saying, I I quit teaching because this district just ruined me and I suck. I don't know what negative would be. Or I would, okay, negative would probably be, um, this district is in the name. This is the district's address. These are the people who hurt me. Go hurt them. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, but thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please leave it a review down below. Follow me on Instagram at high vibe teaching. Follow me on my podcast, subscribe here and follow me on YouTube. High vibe teaching. I teach, I show a lot of content on there in terms of teaching. And I'm really passionate about helping teachers create a high vibe for themselves to be high vibe because high vibe has changed my life and I know it will change yours too. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you guys in next week's episode.